Time for your weekly look at what's happening now in Southern Gospel Music. This is Southern Gospel Now. I'm Greg Goodman. We start with changes for the Blackwood Brothers Quartet. Billy Blackwood says the group will be moving to a limited schedule. I'd actually made the decision in 2019 that 2020 would be my last year of full-time touring. My plan was that we'd scale back after January of this year and do select dates through the remainder of 21 and beyond. And then COVID happened, effectively canceling our touring schedule for 2020 and allowing me the opportunity to be at home, which really served to confirm to me that I need to be home more and travel less. Believe me, the decision to scale back uh, our touring schedule didn't come without a lot of prayer and deliberation and counsel. You know, but there are a lot of changes that come in life, and regardless of what they are, God never changes, and he's never caught by surprise. Anything that happens, he's way ahead of it, and he's working all things together for our good. At the same time, the group announces the departure of longtime bass singer Butch Owens. Billy says they have made arrangements to fill the position for the limited number of dates they will do going forward. Voting for the Singing News Fan Awards is open and comes with a new twist this year. Singing News Director of Publishing Operations, Randy Miracle, explains. The Singing News Fan Awards have always been voted on by the subscribers of the Singing News Magazine. We know that there's just an awful lot of Southern Gospel fans out there. So what we're doing this year and going forward is anyone who loves the genre of music can vote for the Singing News Fan Awards. We want everybody to participate. Groups need your votes. Cast your vote at singingnews.com. While Grant Gibson has been out with the birth of his son, Lee Black of Legacy 5 recently filled in for him with Karen Peck in New River. Karen says the group introduced Lee to something new. We were in Ohio, and we passed by a Skyline Chili, and Lee had mentioned that he'd never had it before. Well, listen, we love Skyline Chili, so we explained to Lee that it has cinnamon in it, and it's a lot different from anything he's ever had. When he took his first bite, actually, I feel it. He loved it. And so now Lee Black is officially part of the Southern Gospel Skyline Chili world. Last week marked 30 years of ministry for Greater Vision's Rodney Griffin, but it wasn't an easy transition into ministry. So February 25th, 1991, 30 years ago, uh, I left the security of a analyst job in the nuclear quality department of Newport News Shipbuilding in Newport News, Virginia, and took a step of faith and stepped on a gospel music bus full-time for the first time in my life. I had a few songs I'd written. They weren't any good, but I didn't know that. Started with a little group in Hamilton, Ohio called Higher Dedication. So I left the shipyard, and the next week I was on on a bus to California. I was there for uh, about two months and the group disbanded. Looking at Rodney's success, that should tell us all perseverance pays off. Congrats, Rodney. We know Kenna Turner West primarily for her songwriting, but she has now officially dipped her toe into being a recording artist. Kenna was strangely happy when an artist did not cut the song calling All Prodigals, which she wrote with Brent Baxter and Jason Cox. I wanted to record it when we wrote it, but I wasn't doing a record. So I pitched it to a friend of mine, an artist that you would know, and uh, that person put it on hold. And sure enough, they when they made their final list, that song was not on the list. And if they hear this, they'll know this to be true. I was so happy to not get that song cut (laughs) because I wanted to record it so badly. And so uh, it's just such a thrill because to think that I get to tell people who feel like maybe they've gone too far 
or they've just done too much and that God wouldn't forgive them this time. It's just not true. Tribute Quartet is getting lots of attention for their current single, I Call It Home. Tribute Josh Singletary, who is featured on the song, explains his love for this song is personal. I've always loved I Call It Home. It goes a little deeper for me than just being able to record a good Squire Parsons song. My dad used to sing this song all the time. Anytime he was, he, he did a, a, a special at church, this was one of the songs that he would sing. He loved Squire Parsons, loved all of his songs. The Isaacs spent five weeks at the top of the Power 50 weekly chart with The Wilderness. Sonia Isaacs Yuri comments on the success of the song. We're so thrilled that The Wilderness has been so received. Thankful that it's touching people, and I truly believe that this song has a message that we can all relate to and identify with, being that it seems like since a year ago, we've all felt like we've been in a wilderness because we've felt stuck. We've at times felt helpless and hopeless. I pray that it'll encourage everyone as they keep listening, as it does me when I sing it. Jeff Steele of the Steels offers us a health update and some words of inspiration. I was uh, sitting around here at the house the other day worried about all my situations, my MS and my heart situation, and Pastor McCray Dove called me just out of the clear blue, and he really had a word for me, and he, he really reassured me, told me, he said, don't worry about it, God's got this. You remember when Moses had something to say and he didn't feel like he could do it? God provided Aaron to go beside of him and, and help him out. And he says he's going to do the same thing for you, and God's going to send a great revival to your church and in your midst. And I just am stupid enough to believe McCray. I believe he told me what was going to happen, and I believe it is. Love that. And before we close, the story behind how the Tallies found their current single, Looks Like Jesus to Me. Here's Lauren Talley. It first came to us uh, in Monroe, Louisiana, about two years ago. We sang with our buddy Aaron Wilburn, and he got up and sang the song that night. And while he was singing it, we all kind of looked at each other like, oh, this is something special. We're going to want to sing this. And we asked him after the concert was over if he would mind us recording it, and he graciously agreed. Powerful song written by Aaron Deere. Between that one and First Church of Mercy by the sound, he really left us with a challenge to extend grace and mercy to all of our fellow travelers in this life. Well, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. This is Southern Gospel Now. Made possible by Daywind Soundtracks. More information available at daywind.com. I'm Greg Goodman, and I'll see you next week with Southern Gospel Now.